You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Well, before we get started here, I just want to give a shout out to all of those that are playing along with us in the pop star game or the proof of podcast, where you're taking one of the words that we drop here in the different episodes uh, and you're jumping over to the website, putting it in so that you can win a free NFT. You can win an overlay for uh, your PFP, your profile photo across social. Uh, the last one that we dropped a couple of days ago a hundred percent of you got the right answer. And I would say that's probably nothing. Or maybe I would say probably nothing is today's pop word. And good luck to those that are playing along. For those that are not have not figured it out, you can jump over to the website and hit the pop star uh, there on our website. It kind of breaks down all of the things. Something fun, I want to include everyone in this uh, journey. It's a way to win free NFTs, free ADHD coin, um, and even uh, some other exclusive things that we are rolling out uh, for those that are, are participating each and every day. Easiest way to participate is listen to the podcast in the first 36 hours or first 24 hours that the podcast is live. Uh, therefore, uh, if you're listening to it in that time frame, you'll know that you go get the word, you'll jump on the website, uh, and hopefully we are rewarding all of those amazing loyal listeners and all of those that are playing along uh, with us now. So uh, with that, let's jump over to today's episode. I'll toss it over to uh, myself. Fanzo, over to you. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And part of the beauty of having a daily podcast where we're recording video, we're turning it into blog posts, is it gives me the opportunity to not have to, not only not have to niche down with only creating content for collectors, only creating it for creators, only creating it for brands. But it also gives me the opportunity to be really tapped in across the board, right? And, and there's lots of news that, come, that happens in this uh, NFT space. And you know, just uh, this last couple of days, uh, one of the things that happened was that two people that were responsible for a, a massive rug pull, a, a malicious rug pull, where... Uh, you know, they set up the project with 100% the goal of stealing people's monies right after uh, the project sold out. They actually created a second project. And, and the crazy thing is they were, they were arrested and are being charged. Uh, and it's the first time that's happening here in the United States. And it's great news. It's great news for the idea that, you know, we have to look at, you know, NFTs and our, and our digital, you know, footprint as things that, you know, are also still held accountable when it comes to, people having malicious intent and people creating something with a simple, you know, goal of, of taking advantage of other people's and stealing their money. And so, you know, like that's some great news, right? Uh, other, some news that happened, uh, Madonna bought a board ape, which, you know, I think when it comes to celebrities, for me, when there's like celebrities that are all kind of playing in the same arena, I'm not really like, I don't get too excited when I see, you know, that, hey, there's a bunch of rappers or, hey, there's a bunch of uh, late night, you know, comedians. 
But when you have people that are are connected to new, you know, audiences or will, you know, get people's light bulbs to turn on, of course, um, that's an exciting thing. And that's how I kind of looked at, uh, you know, Madonna, the Madonna news. Uh, we, of course, had ApeCoin that dropped uh, earlier this week, which was long um, over, long anticipated. And I, and I did an episode kind of on, on that and, and kind of some of the things I thought with when it comes to, you know, ApeCoin and, and what I think Board Ape Yacht Club is doing. You know, and then there's also, you know, been uh, a lot of conversations around um, some massive uh, phishing, you know, phishing schemes, um, some hacks. Uh, you know, I, I spent over two and a half hours yesterday uh, on the phone with some different, some others that had also been hacked. I had spent some time with MetaMask um, team talking to them about things that we could do to improve, um, you know, just really help uh, protect ourselves from ourselves in many cases. But I, I, I say all that because there's lots of moving parts, lots of things that are going on. And there's something that I've, I've kind of shied away from in the conversation, not because I didn't want to address it, but because I wanted to kind of wrap my head around how I present this. And, and part of this is, you know, the idea of like the inner circle, or we could call it the alpha groups, or we could call it where, you know, exclusivity is, is kind of like that, that magic um, element. And what's so interesting about this space, uh, NFTs and crypto is very similar, is that if a collective group of people come together and want to, to manipulate or to really cause massive impact on one project, on one, uh, you know, one deployment, one launch, they can actually do that, right? And especially if those people have great influence, right? It's actually one of the things, you know, it's so interesting that we think about decentralization where we're saying no one person has all the power. But what that oftentimes means is that a group of people can come together and they can really become the power in any way they, they want to do. And I will say, you know, for me jumping in this space originally, I had some people reach out to me um, that are fairly big names in this uh, NFT world and they wanted to invite me in to like kind of their uh, cool kids club is where it felt like. Right. And I've never been one that like kind of fits well in that. Like, um, you know, like, Hey, come here where all the cool kids are. You'll be able to play like how we play. And, and, and it's not saying that I, I don't entertain, like I, I am a part of some alpha groups and some, and some uh, teams of us that are together, but I want to know, I want to learn and understand the landscape. I want to be able to understand all of the nuances that are involved in this space before I start isolating and putting myself in a silo. And actually, that's something that I think is a massive problem in this NFT space, is that it's very easy for us to become siloed in our information, siloed in our research, siloed in what matters to us. And one of the things that scares me when it comes to uh, you know, finding these groups uh, of people, and most of them, I believe, are, are coming together for good reason, right? It's very hard to figure out what NFTs are coming out, what are the things that are happening in other projects. It's very hard to kind of stay in the know. I mean, it's why, you know, um, I, we, we launched a couple of months ago uh, Alpha Mondays, right? So every Monday night uh, on Twitter Spaces, uh, myself, uh, Shira Lazar, as well as Manushka, uh, the three of us host a, a two-hour Twitter space every Monday night where it's 
Alpha Mondays. We let people come in and share some alpha and, and let us know some things that are going on. But I will tell you, one of the things that like scares me is that if, if, if I was looking at people's bags, right? If I looked at their NFT collection, and let's say you, you gave me 10 people's collection, it's oftentimes very easy for me to figure out who certain people listen to in this space based simply on what they're holding. And that to me can be a problem because I, I question if, if everyone that you're listening to, everyone that's a part of this group, shares your values, shares the things that you're about. Now, that's not saying that you, can, you, can't, you can't join a group and then do your own damn research on top of it. But one of the things that I believe often happens is that you are committed to doing your own damn research, but then you join a group of people that are all talking about a project they're going to jump into or something that they're excited about or their decision to go from, hey, we all own like one or two of these. What if we all bought 10 of these? Like how would that impact the floor? How could we protect uh, the floor? How could we sweep um, the project and really make the floor price jump up? And and the thing that happens in those, in those situations is oftentimes you either feel part of the team or you kind of feel like you're sitting on the sidelines. And that's a weird feeling when you're part of, a, of kind of a, a closed off, closed knit group. And for me, you know, this can be, you know, I, I would probably argue that some of my decisions within alpha groups have probably cost me money in the long run, right? Has actually prevented me from, uh, you know, being in on a couple projects early. But the reason was simply, I didn't trust or know the person well enough that was making that recommendation. I didn't have a, a track record with them. So even though the collective group decided that this was a project they all wanted to jump into, as I did my research, there was a couple red flags for me and I ended up not being a part of it. And, you know, that project uh, happened to be one that ex- really exploded and, and has a massive floor price right now. And, and for me, that can be a little bit frustrating. But at the same time, I'm also in this to educate, to bring people along on the journey. And I, I, I'm very committed to understanding the fact that if we really want to move things forward, if we believe in what we're doing, if we understand where you know, this is all going, we also have to recognize that if we only sit in siloed um, groups then how do we even know what else is going on or what others are doing, right? We, we really end up, in my opinion, pigeonholing ourselves in an area, in a, in a space that honestly is always growing and always changing. And there's a couple like alpha groups, um, you can call them, you can call them whatever you want. You can call them alpha groups, you can call them inner circles, you can call them, um, you know, the, you know, good old boys clubs. Um, there's a couple of them that, that, if you're, you know, these are very influential people in the space, but if you look at their overall choices and decisions, they will make 30 decisions and two of them will pay off. And those are the two they talk about, they brag about, but they don't explain that they had 28 fails, 28 projects that they, they, they jumped in as a group. The floor price went up then people realize there's really nothing behind this other than a, a couple influencers or a couple of big names putting their name on it. And then the floor price comes down because there was really no, nothing behind it other than um, some hype. And so I say all of that because 
here's actually where I think we, th- we have to go with this, is we need to start looking at it and saying, who are the people that we can build a trusted circle with, but not a complete circle? We need a circle that is open-ended, that we can invite more people into, but it also allows us as a group to not feel like it's an all-or-nothing scenario. So what does that really mean, right? So if you go into our Discord here with the podcast, you know, I take you know, great pride in, that, in this community, and I just have to give a shout-out, you know, Killin' Time, um, who is in our, our Discord. Uh, whenever I had my wallet hacked, um, he jumped in and said, hey, I will create a wallet. Let's bring together some donations for people to buy back a couple of the NFTs that we had stolen. Um, and the community, every one of you, raised over an ETH, and I was able to buy back uh, the Crypto Chick NFT um, that I had stolen. I, I was able to buy back it from someone that innocently um, you know, bought it on the secondary market. And, and shout out to, to- Tofi King uh, was the name of the person that actually bought it. Um, I appreciate great people. right? I reached out and said, hey, the NFT that you just bought for really cheap uh, was actually mine that got stolen. And he said, hey, I'll hold on to it for a couple of days if you can just pay me back what I paid for it, then I will gladly give it back to you. And so I appreciate um, him for being honest. I love, you know, everyone here in the community that did what they did. Um, And I will also say a shout out to one of our listeners. Um, He doesn't want to be, want to be called out, doesn't want to be, you know, uh, me to use his name. Uh, But I also had a listener that said that, you know, that they were a fan of the podcast and they were thankful for all the things that I was doing. And, and I had saved them time or money um, based on the podcast and they went out and bought me a, uh, a psychedelic anonymous uh, NFT that was very similar to the one that I had stolen that I, we will not get back. Um, and that was, you know, almost four ETH um, that a stranger, that someone that's just listening to this podcast uh, purchased for me. And I will say it hits me in the feels. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the community and Killing Time and, and the group that kind of rallied together. I also want to thank and there was over 15 projects, probably closer to 20 projects, that when they heard my wallet was hacked, they reached out and said, I know my NFT is in there. Let me replace it with another NFT from my personal bag. Like The founders of these projects were willing to give me one of their NFTs so that I could replace it in, our, in, in the bag that, that we had um, kind of violated. And, and I'm going to do a whole blog post, and I'm really going to give a shout out to a lot of these amazing projects and people. But... This is actually the reason I kind of bring this full circle in this episode is that there's a difference between creating a, a group of people that are, are going to strategically move together versus bringing a community of people together that share the same values and understand that we have the same goals and beliefs, but also recognize that there is no pressure or no, um, you know, there's no, nothing being forced to be done in this space, right? And like, I love that there are people in our Discord every day suggesting new projects, talking about, like, asking questions about, you know, hardware wallets and, hey, what do you guys think about this project? I bought one of them. I'm thinking about buying three of them. And the beauty that I feel of that, that we've kind of created is that it is a safe space to make recommendations, but it's also a space that does not come with any pressure, with any, let's just say, unspoken rules that if you are here, you must also make these actions. The other part of this that I think is important is that, you know, the power of whales, power of those that have really, really big, uh, (laughs) that's kind of funny, really, really big uh, wallets 
they can really, you know, kind of shift the way certain projects, certain things happen in this space. And I believe they're a massive part of, of what this entire arena looks like. But I also understand that there is something beautiful about the fact that the more individual holders a project has, the less individual influence one or two people can have on a project. And so like, I have a rule that like when I'm researching new projects, I want those projects to have well over 50% individual ownership, right? My goal, like I like that like 50 to 70% um, individual ownership range, right? Because for me, I want people to be able to have, I want transaction volume. I want, um, you know, I want people to have more than one um, because maybe that's, you know, they're going to, they're betting all in. So they believe in the community so much, they hold three of them. But I also don't, I don't, I, it scares me when there's certain projects that there's just a few people that have thousands or hun- over hundreds and hundreds of NFTs. And part of that is because it's no longer about like kind of the greater good. It's about like their, that project is everything to them. Right. And, and with that really comes without them meaning to their, their sphere of influence, the way that they look at things, the, the, the words that they use, the advice they give is actually now very skewed. It's actually one of the reasons, uh, and I actually haven't shared this on the podcast before, but there's a couple of projects that I believed in hardcore and I jumped in and bought 10 of, 12 of, 14 of. And I recognized that if I'm only buying three on average of most projects, if I have 10 or 12 of one project or just a couple of projects, even if I don't want it to happen, I'm going to have a little bit of like a bias and a little bit of like leaning towards these projects that have, that I have more of. Right. And one of them happens to be uh, the wild goat gang, right? I, I'm a big fan of that project, a uh, big believer in what they're doing. Uh, another one happens to be the draft tower with Gary Henderson. Uh, Gary's been on the podcast, big fan of what he's doing. But one of the things that I had to own, because for me, it's about, you know, looking in the mirror and being proud of the person I am. It's about grabbing this microphone and knowing that the advice and the, and the things that I'm giving are coming from a place that is as trustworthy as I possibly can and being authentic and true to the things I believe. I, I started selling some of those projects down to where I didn't have more, so much more of them that it was actually kind of making me jaded or making me uh, biased in the things that I was looking at. And because I'm doing so, it actually doesn't mean that I believe less in the project. Actually, uh, I reached out to one of the founders and I was like, no, actually, I'm completely bullish on the project still. But I also, I'm, what I would prefer to have is less of the project and more of the ones that I just really love of that project. Now, that's my own strategy. Others have other strategies, right? Like where they say, hey, if I'm in a project, I'm not going into a project unless I have 20 of them because they want that 20x return, right? Because maybe it only goes up one ETH as a you know, floor price, right, for them to sell it. But if they have 20 of them, that's a 20 ETH gain across the 20 uh, projects they have. And I, hey, I'm, I'm not throwing shade on that strategy or philosophy. But what I am saying is that they're, they're, you are surrounding yourself with people that have those type of strategies. Be very careful with the advice that they're giving because they're not doing it in many cases from an intentional place. But I I find this as a a massive issue where when you have a bunch of people bringing in a bunch of ideas and you don't know what research they've done, 
You don't know if they've been paid to promote that. You don't know if they've been given 50 whitelist list spots and they're just telling you to jump in there because they know they're going to buy so many of them that they want more people involved. So for me, here's, the, here's where I want to go with this, is you might be thinking, well, Brian, are you anti-alpha groups or anti-these? No, I'm actually not. I'm actually extremely pro these type of groups. And it could be WhatsApp, it could be Signal, it could be uh, Telegram, it could be a, a, a paid uh, you know, Discord community. But here's, here's where I lean on this from, is you have to really not only trust the people that are coming in and sharing information, but there has to be a layer of transparency and understanding. And the thing about that is that transparency and understanding cannot come just from the top. If the person that created the alpha group or created the private discord or created the, 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 the secret WhatsApp community, it, the transparency cannot just be from them. It must be for everyone included. And so when someone's sharing a project, they must share how they found it. What's their involvement? Who do they know involved? What are the things that they've gotten or not received on the back end? What are the things that, that like, what is like the, their motivation? And guess what? That can be scary. And for a lot of the alpha groups, I believe there are a lot of people that are looking still for a quick win where they're like, you know what? If I can get this group of whales to jump into the one project that I hold a bunch of and that project moons, I'm set for life. I'm good. And when you have people that are there for the greater good, but then there's also people that are only caring about themselves, that can really create a toxic culture and community. And what I've been seeing lately is that there are some great groups that I was a part of that really have just fallen apart. And part of it is because there were some great people in there, but there were also some people that were looking at it and said, hey, I won. I hit big. I got into this. I got into this whitelist. I was able to buy 20 of them, those NFTs. That NFT is now worth a lot of money. And they're no longer sharing, no longer giving information. And for true collaboration and co-creation to thrive, everyone must feel that that not only is their voice valued, but what they receive from something is also valued. Because here's the problem and here's something that you want to be aware of. If people feel like they're getting charity, they're not going to be comfortable in that group. If people feel like they're the only ones giving information and they're not getting value from that group, then they're also not going to be comfortable in that scenario. Real collaboration, especially amongst a group of diverse human beings, is not an easy task. And it's something that requires consistent evolvement, consistent, you know, kind of bringing people back to the table. And I believe with the changing landscape of NFTs, with the changing way that we're getting a layer of transparency now where, you know, I will tell you, I, I, I will look at a group of wallets and when I see that group of wallets all buying into the same project, I run the other way. When I see a bunch of people talking about that, hey, we're all jumping into this new collection or, hey, look at this, you know, we're going to do a giveaway for this project. It scares me. Now, that's funny because I'm a person that believes we are greater than me and that collaboration is the fuel for innovation. Let me say that again. Collaboration is the fuel for innovation. So the key for us as we look at this moving forward is we can't isolate ourselves so much so that we lose touch with reality and we become so siloed 
that we aren't making decisions for ourselves. We're making them for everyone else that we are part of this group on. And that's where things can really go awry. And one big group decision can make everyone bankrupt. While at the same time, we also have to evolve and find ways to scale. Right? I can't be in every Discord group. I can't be active everywhere. And I love you know, all of the listeners that are, are part of this you know, NFT 365. I love when you tag me or you send me a project and say, Brian, I found this project. I think you might be interested in it, right? And I'll usually reply and say, hey, thanks so much. I'm going to add it to our list of projects that we're going to do research on. And the reason I say that versus like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I'm going to jump in is because I still believe in having to do my own due diligence. And I also believe like, because of one person's, uh, you know, ad, uh, recommendation, that's, that's hard for me to, to make, you know, my own actions or even the actions of this uh, entire project or community. But here's the thing I don't want to happen. We need to continue to share. We need to continue to help each other out. You know, if we get, you know, for those that are listening, when we get a project that comes to us and say, Brian, I want to share whitelists with your community. And I'll let them know. I'm like, we have 365 holders of the Superfans NFTs. I would love for you to give a whitelist access to them and you can share what it's all about. But I will put into the Discord, hey, I found this group or this group reached out and I'll explain how they reached out, what research I've done or haven't done. And I let people make that decision. But not every group that comes to us are we opening the doors for. And I know a lot of projects, they, they are... They're like, hey, I'm going to give everyone the chance, and then everyone can do their own research along the way. Well, what about the people that, aren't, that don't have the time to do the research, and they're like, you know what? I love this community. This community posted this project in their Discord. I'm just going to go for it, right? Like, what about the, those people, right? And, and for me, I, I sometimes get into trouble, right, because I, 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 am empath I am a massive empath, and I really deeply care about other people, and sometimes I take on other people's uh, struggles and pain without them even asking me to do so. And so I recognize that and I'm working on that, right? And when it comes to mental health and it comes to emotional connections and it comes to like things like loyalty and trust, like I understand that we can all be different and approach these things differently. But I also understand that I want to be able to seize opportunities and make money like, the, like everyone else. And I want to be able to lift people up. And so part of it is like being very aware of myself. And so the way that I'll kind of wrap this up together for all those that are, are listening is the place that we can invest the most amount of our time so that if we are a part of these groups or we are joining these communities is our own self-awareness. I, I preach it on stage. It's one of the keynotes I give. That if we want to be part of a great team, if you believe we are greater than me, the thing about that is you cannot be part of a greater we until you are first the best me that you can be. What I mean by that is you need to understand what success for you looks like in the NFT space. You need to understand what are your individual goals. You need to understand what, what are the things that matter most to you. You need to have those things locked down. You need to have those things dialed in. You need to make sure that you go back to them over and over and over again and, and, and review them and tweak them and test them. But here's the magic. If you do that, when you join these groups, these communities, these private discords, you're not going to have any of the concerns that I just talked about because no matter what the, whatever the, you know, the collective group is doing or the, the sphere of influence or what people are, are putting in front of you, 
you are so committed to understanding what matters most to you, the self-awareness that you have for yourself, that you won't kind of fall victim to some of like the FOMO or some of the, the peer pressure or some of the, well, if I don't do this, are they still going to include me? Because for you, you recognize what's most important for you individually. And so I challenge us all. We all need to write down, you know, what does success mean to us? What are our goals uh, in this space? What are, what are the things that we are, um, our values that we will not violate? We will, no, under no circumstances will we do these things. And if we own them, if we hold on to them, we make them ours, then I'm all for it. I say jump into these groups. I say find as much information as you can. Uh, if you want to come back and share it with us in, on the Discord, we would appreciate that as well. We're always looking for new, uh, new ways of discovering new projects, new tools, new artists, new you know, discovery. But in the bigger picture, if you aren't investing in yourself first, you're going to get lost on what, who yourself is. And in many cases, the things that you'll be doing in this space, especially in the short term, you won't even recognize as things that are things that you, you want to do. And I will, I will say this, there's no one project, there's no one collaboration, no one brand, no one offer that for me is worth jeopardizing the trust and the community that we've been, we've been building together. So no one project, no one opportunity will I jeopardize or risk the trust that I have with this community because I don't care how much money is that is involved. What we are building is something that is changing lives, that is moving mountains, that I believe is going to be around for the long term. When I say the ADHD coin superpowers this podcast, I've got plans for the ADHD coin five years, 10 years from now. I even told my daughter how cool it would be that when we go to college, We'll have such an ecosystem around ADHD coin that we'll be able to do some fun things for her when she goes to college. She's 12 years old. I'm not thinking short term. I'm not here for the quick wins. I'm all in. I'm ready to deliver. I'm ready to continue to deliver. I'm ready to build people up. I'm ready to be there when people fall. I'm ready to, to be committed to understanding the greater good. I, I understand that maybe sometimes my own sacrifice ends up being um, you know, I have to sacrifice my own success or my own short-term happiness so that we can move this forward together. And, and that doesn't bother me. I, I'm, I'm all in on that side. So with that being said, my friends, I'm all for finding your people. I'm all for surrounding yourself with people that make you better. But we first have to be committed to knowing ourselves, being self-aware, having mental health checks, making sure that we're not too involved, we're not too addicted to refreshing our OpenSea or uh, going into Coinbase and seeing you know, how much our, our crypto has gone up and down. We need to have those people that can check on us, that can be around us. And if those that don't have those people or you're looking for more of those people, definitely jump over into our Discord. Um, I don't promote our Discord for the most part. For me, it's I want people to come in. I don't want people to feel like uh, I'm bribing them to come in. I don't want people to feel like I'm forcing them. I don't want people to feel like you know, that they, if they're not a part of our discord, then you're not getting something. I, I, we are delivering as much as we can everywhere. Uh, hopefully you check out the blogs, hopefully check out the email newsletter, hopefully check out, Hey, if you're on Facebook, check out our Facebook group, just search, uh, NFT 365, the group will pop up. Uh, but more so than anything else, just remember, uh, you only live once and the person that's most important 
to take care of, the person that's most important to stay true to is the person that stares back at you every single morning in the mirror. As long as you're okay with that person that's staring back at you, then I support you, I celebrate you, and I hope you'll have a great day. Cheers.